the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is AM1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Body camera footage shows a sheriff's deputy braving flames to rescue a disabled woman and get people to flee from a lethal wildfire that's already begun devouring a Northern California community. Sonoma County Sheriff Rob Giordano says authorities are whittling down the number of people missing. 1,485 reports of missing people now, 1,250 located safe. So again, still communication issues, still working through that. 235 still outstanding. We've made a couple more recoveries. We're up to 19 fatalities now. And Giordano says the fire threat is still very real. President Trump yesterday angrily accusing Iran of violating the landmark 2015 International Nuclear Accord, blaming the Iranians for a litany of sinister behavior and hitting their main military wing with anti-terror penalties. Meanwhile, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says it's time to talk with America's partners. First thing I want to do is go talk to allies uh, and talk to them about their perception of Iran's misbehavior uh, and where they're um, basically uh, doing things. The, in, the, just think of nuclear on one hand and think of everything else on the other. I want to go talk about the everything else. Meanwhile, the president is suggesting that if Ron does not amend its ways, the U.S. may pull out of the deal altogether. Reince Priebus has been interviewed by investigators looking into possible Trump campaign ties to Russia. Former White House Chief of Staff Reince Priebus was interviewed Friday by investigators working for special counsel Robert Mueller in the probe of potential coordination between Russia and the Trump campaign. Attorney William Burke, who represents Priebus, says the former chair of the Republican National Committee was happy to answer all of their questions. Investigators are probing whether Trump campaign aides coordinated with the Kremlin to influence the outcome of the 2016 presidential election. That's Spotted by Grazia. This is SRN News. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity if you have over $100,000 in available assets until you receive your customized income for life quote from NextGen Annuity Strategy Pioneer J.D. Melberg. These quotes use little-known strategies to show you how you may get up to 33% more income in retirement. Using J.D. Melberg Financial's exclusive NextGen Strategies, John, 58, will get $36,000 of guaranteed income per year from his retirement savings and Mary, 62, over $9,000 per year. They'll never run out out of money, no matter how long they live. So grab a pen right now, because we're about to offer you your free income for life quote using little-known strategies we believe you should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-847-8844 now to receive your free income for life quote with our exclusive next-gen annuity strategies from a J.T. Melberg Insurance licensed agent. Call 800-847-8844. That's 800-847-8844. Increased income is possible following a specific strategy suited to your financial goals. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the insurance company. Hypothetical examples not available in all states. Results vary. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan, near 35E and Diffley Road. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. That's INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. 
When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no-obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress, if you have tension, pressure, or pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your flex spending accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood. Thanks to the Good Feet store. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha Studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. Your association members take tremendous pride in their communities. You can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank, a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So, whether you want to purchase real estate or equipment or make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Ingbloom at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors and Bartlett Tree Experts. And got to say hi to the man that makes it happen. Um, You know, from uh, last week's show to now, where has the week gone? (laughs) It's gone by really quick. Time flies, Gene. Time flies. What's new for you, huh? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah, it seems like I just spoke to you. That's right. Literally, minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've got a great uh, show for you. We've got a great guest me as well. So let's begin with property management in the news. Property management in the news is brought to you by Zero Res Carpet Care, a proud sponsor of this program. Contact Zero Res today to learn about association pricing for your HOA or condo. They clean carpets, air ducts, dryer vents, and now they even do flooring installation and sales. So give them a call, 9520RES. Spell it backward or forward, it spells the same, 0RES. Well, I want to welcome back uh, to the show as my guest co-host uh, today, attorney Michael Clem with Helmuth & Johnson. Welcome, Michael. Hey, Gene. It's great to be back. Yes, thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to, to do this. Um, I'd like to, uh, with our first story, Michael, in uh, Property Management, the news, I, I wa- it's an op-ed piece uh, that uh, came from the Spokeman Review in Spokane, Washington, with, again, an op-ed piece about someone who is basically uh, asking why was uh, renting such a big deal in uh, in homeowner associations? Uh, the writer referred to a court case that happened a few years ago, and uh, let's read it uh, to uh, bring our listeners uh, up to speed here. It was called uh, Shorewood West Condominiums versus uh, Sadri, and uh, apparently, in uh, just in a nutshell here, there was a gentleman by the name of Ash uh, of Ashkar Sadri and uh, Dorothy Grazul, who purchased a unit at Shorewood West Condominiums uh, with uh, the consideration that they were going to be able to lease it 
if they decided not to live there. So about a year later, the association ended up passing an amendment to the bylaws stating no owner may lease a unit after uh, such and such a date. In addition, when any uh, leased units were sold, the new buyer must be an owner-occupant. Well, Sadri and Grizul then leased their unit, uh, and then the association filed a complaint. And uh, what happened in this in this uh, court case? Can you tell our uh, listeners what happened next? Well, Gene, as I recall, the court found that the um, addition of the rental restrictions in the bylaws or in rules and regulations is not sufficient, that those important restrictions have to actually be put in the declaration. Yeah. It, uh, it is a changing governing documents. Uh, a lot of homeowner associations do it and find it necessary from time to time. But those can be tricky things, can't they, Michael? Uh, that's true. It, I definitely recommend working with the association's attorney to make those changes uh, just because the impacts can be so uh, significant. Give, uh, give our listeners uh, maybe perhaps uh, a few of the common mistakes that you hear from folks, because I, I would imagine you counsel folks all the time and sometimes with people who do something after the fact. <laughs> right, unfortunately. Um, you know, sometimes run into that both with association boards or also with developers sometimes uh, want to make a certain change and go at it on their own, um, only to find later uh, with legal advice that perhaps they made a, a revision to the wrong document so it's not effective, as in the case of the general restrictions. Um, or also they might forget to make a change in all the documents because the documents operate together as a set. So if a change is made in one, it is often necessary to revise the other documents as well. Yes, and and, and talk uh, for our listeners too and, and to, uh, tell them a little bit uh, with uh, the with uh, what people people usually refer to it as the bylaws but that's uh, kind of a misnomer it's not just bylaws there there are bylaws there are rules and regulations there are a declaration and covenants and uh, there is a hierarchy uh, talk to our listeners about that right the hierarchy generally is that the declaration is the top controlling document so if there's a conflict among the documents the declaration will control and then under that would be the bylaws, and then the rules and regulations are subject to the declaration and the bylaws. Yeah. Now, um, and this particular judge said that they didn't think that the association uh, went far enough. So he wasn't saying this is something you can't do. Uh, homeowner associations can put all kinds of prohibitions uh, in the, in their governing documents, can't they? Um Renting is a big one, but what are some of the other big, uh, big ones that uh, people are trying to amend their documents for? Uh, pet restrictions are fairly common. Yeah, uh, pet restrictions themselves do not need to be in the declaration, but um, an association's ability to regulate pets has to be established either by statute or by uh, the declaration in order for them to have that authority to make those type of rules. Yeah. And uh, smoking now has uh, also become a big issue as well, hasn't it? Yes, that's true. Yeah. Have, have you dealt with anybody yet uh, in, a, in a condominium association in uh, the prohibition of smoking in individual units? Yeah, I know that firm is, that issue has come up with our firm, and I recall uh, participating at least in discussion on that. Um, and so, you know, there's the question of which document to put that in, um, you know, first they would be looking at whether the association has authority to regulate smoking. Um, generally in a condominium, if there's airflow among the units, um, there's probably going to be a basis for some regulation of that. Um, and then there's the practical consequences or, uh, you know, practical effects to consider as well on how that type of regulation would be received um, and considering enforcement and things like that. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it certainly seems... Uh uh, natural to cause or to say that you need to have uh, some of these policies embedded uh, in something like the declaration in in the in the hierarchy of uh, of things here because 
what you're talking about is um, there's a difference in how something moves forward. Uh, talk about the difference between uh, what's necessary to make a change in rules and regulations versus the change in a declaration. Sure. Typically, the board of directors, the authority to make changes to the rules and regulations without obtaining the approval of the members, um, they do have to give reasonable notice of the changes before they become effective. And in contrast, amending the declaration requires typically at least two-thirds of the owners to approve the change. Yeah, so we're talking about a, a supermajority, uh, and sometimes that could be higher. It depends on the governing documents, doesn't it? I, I suppose it could be uh, 75%. We have one association, Michael, still that the only way things are going to change in their governing documents, it says from the very beginning, it needs 100% unanimous votes. That is the highest of standards, Gene. Yes, it there are some there are some changes that in any association under Chapter Five Fifteen B uh, require one hundred percent, but those are very big changes, like uh, changing people's responsibility for a, a certain percentage of the common expenses, sure, um, or in cases adding units. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically, the typically the requirement is only two thirds. And and but it makes sense because if you're you're taking something that's going to be a, a big change, a prohibition of some type, or a change in how people can uh, act or interact with this real estate that they've uh, purchased, you really do need to go through the process of making sure that a majority, a super majority of people, people have uh, bought in. Otherwise, you're just going to have troubles, aren't you? I agree. It's important um, both in fairness to the people who are members and then also from an enforcement perspective. Um, you know, if many people oppose it, that could become a real headache. Now, in the in a commercial uh, common interest community, the standard can be lower than two-thirds. Um, but I think the concept there is that in that context, the owners are perhaps sophisticated business people yeah. and, um, you know, understand more at the front end what they're getting into. Okay. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick break right now, but uh, when we come back, I'm going to be continuing my discussion with attorney Michael Clem. Next, we're going to uh, talk about uh, renters themselves. There are some people that say, you know, a renter just doesn't have uh, the, the same care as an owner in living in a property. Do you think that's so? Uh, do you think that... Uh, Renters are a little bit sloppier, a little bit carefree than an owner would be. Well, let's uh, talk about that and more after these messages. AM 1280, The Patriot. Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thriving Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thriving Financial, marketing name for Thriving Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thriving Investment Management, Inc., thriving.com slash disclosures. There is only one skin rejuvenation clinic in Minnesota. Only physicians provide the advanced laser and injectable treatments. Established in 2004, Skin Rejuvenation Clinic of Edina has been nationally recognized for their outstanding results. This clinic has the most body contouring and fat reduction options in the state. You can also choose treatments that erase or improve the signs of aging. Set up your free consultation with a physician. There is only one Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net Hey, good day. Welcome to our show. Hey, good day, Hoser. Hey, we got some news for you. Premier Pool and Spa wants to help you get ready for hot tub season, and it's coming fast. Get a new hot tub from Arctic Spas. Yeah, you know, they have those all-weather pools, too, perfect for swimming in the backyard. When the weather starts to cool down, I don't have to wear my toque in the pool anymore. And it won't cost you an arm and a leg because these tubs are built in Canada, you know. And Premier even helps with the financing. Yeah, I got an Arctic delivered, and it was less than 90 bucks a month. So I'll be tubbing it all winter, too. Saving money, I don't have to take the family on vacation then. Yeah, and with the weather this year, you it was really good, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. You had all my kids over at your house, too. By the way, thanks. Arctic Spas, only way to hot tub in Minnesota. With the deals going on right now, there has never been a better time to take the plunge. Visit Premier Pool and Chen as an A at premierpools.com. 
Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremeexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios with my guest co host uh, this week, Michael Clem with Helmuth and Johnson. And I'll be back with Michael in just a moment, but want to let you know the show is also brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts and Extreme Exteriors. You can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soft soffits, fascia, decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. It's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. The CAI Minute is brought to you by 24 Restore. It's the 24 Restore Cost Containment Program that helps property managers and HOAs save money while still delivering the highest quality emergency restoration services for your residents. 24 Restore's unique program includes in-house loss assistance, future loss prevention, and reduction of your overall risk and liability. For more information about this cost containment program, please visit 24restore.com. That's 24restore.com. Are you a volunteer in your homeowner association? Maybe a residential property manager wanting to increase your industry knowledge and obtain professional credentials in property management. Are you a vendor or professional offering services to homeowners and associations or property managers? If you said yes to any one of those questions, then join the Community Association Institute. The CAI is a great organization, helping you be informed and more proficient in your homeowner association board member or property manager role. It's also a great way to network with potential clients. For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit cai-mn.com to learn more. That's cai-mn.com. The Minnesota chapter of CAI holds monthly manager's luncheons, board member education training, property manager certification training, and much more. It also produces a bi-monthly informative magazine called Minnesota Community Living. Why not join the Community Association Institute today? You can do so online at cai-mn.com and select Membership. Well, Michael, uh, in this op-ed piece, uh, it began with a, a little bit of, of a specific story of uh, a couple that bought, and uh, they uh, were uh, did not agree with uh, the association's uh, ability to uh, to actually prohibit uh, renters uh, rentals from taking place. And it looks like uh, in this particular case, it looks like the HOA had the right to do it. They However, didn't do it correctly, so it wasn't going to be recognized. This area of, of uh, uh, prohibition or some sort of restriction with rentals in a homeowners association is an absolute huge issue. I think I'm uh, asked questions about this each and every week from people. Don't you? It is a very common issue for associations. Uh, you know, the boards of directors are concerned with wanting to be sure to maintain property values and the sense of community that they're looking for. Um, but 
at the same time, they properly recognize that rental restrictions can be problems for owners yeah. as well. Well, um, in uh, this op-ed piece, uh, they, uh, uh, this person spoke and gave a couple of examples of what people have, what they're bothered with, with uh, rentals or renters living in a homeowners association. Let me share some of these thoughts. I'd like to hear from you, Michael. Do you agree or disagree uh, with uh, some of these statements? Uh, One person said that lenders typically are not ecstatic about uh, units becoming rentals because the mortgage uh, default rate of absentee landlords uh, borrowers are higher than owner occupants. They also say that uh, uh, complexes primarily occupied by renters are often poorly maintained because absentee landlords often vote against improvements and increases in assessments. Do you do you find uh, truth in these statements? Do you agree or disagree? Why or why not? So as to the first statement and whether lenders like to see rentals allowed or not, um, my experience is that lenders like to see some rentals allowed because if they themselves foreclose a mortgage and become potentially the unit owner, they may need to rent that out themselves if it's a per sale market. Uh, but at the same time, lenders typically uh, don't want to see a huge percentage of units rented out uh, you know, for for fear that the association or the, the property might not be as well maintained. Well, and and so uh, do you think do you think there's uh, truth to uh, the the idea or notion that uh, people that are absentee landlords run away from their mortgages uh, quicker than uh, someone who is an owner occupant? I'm, uh, you know, I'm less convinced by that uh, in part because these are investors and looking at things from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd, I'd be surprised if they would be inclined to let their investment, uh, you know, kind of tank and just walk away from it, assuming there's still some equity there and such. So I don't find that argument as persuasive myself. Yeah, I, I, I would I would agree uh, with you. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, I didn't see it uh, myself. Um, I, I think that uh, there are a lot of. Uh, misnomers, or I think of them as misnomers uh, anyway, that uh, people have about uh, renters. Um, and uh, there are some uh, there are some others, uh, too. In this article, they mentioned uh, this. Let me uh, ask you this. They say, uh, you know, renters are different from owners in that uh, renters rarely do the extra added things like pick up around the building. Do you think that's true? That homeowners, you know, that, right? That stood out to me as potentially one of the better arguments as to how a high rental rate might affect life in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, I I do agree that renters are less inclined to put in, you know, say sweat equity or um, a lot of personal investment, um, you know, building the personal relationships and such if they're planning to move out mm-hmm. soon. Um, but on, on the other hand, I know you and I uh, both participate, Gene, in Community Associations Institute, and I think of their Vision Awards each year, right? Um, where they, they give an award to the community association management company that's most effective at helping create a sense of community. And thinking of some of those stories, um, I've got to believe that uh, in some cases, managers could get uh, renters really engaged in a community Um you know, even perhaps if they're not looking at that as a, a permanent residence. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think there's a lot of factors in it. Okay. And, you know, I, I myself, um, I have, uh, a, with what I've seen, uh, I have a, a little bit harder time uh, accepting that as just being true that uh, homeowners are necessarily have more care than a renter because um, I have what I call the, the state fair effect. Um, you know, I notice it every year when I do the show at the Minnesota State Fair. When the first day of the show, uh, you know, starts and everything is brand new, the grass is green and lush everywhere. By the end of the State Fair, everything has that trampled look. Have you noticed? You know, all the grass has been worn away, and uh, you'll see 
a lot of trash that just stays on the ground. And you go, why why is trash being put on the ground? And what happens, I think, is uh, just because of the uh, uh, the dynamics of a lot of people that are in one one area together at the same time. Uh, I see it in uh, a condo as well. If someone drops their soap uh, their uh, soap going to the laundry room, they'll say, "I'm not picking it up because we've got we've got a maintenance person who'll clean it up." They'll do it, and so a lot of times it's it's uh, an owner, not just a rent a renter. People just uh, the dynamics when you live with a lot of people, people get are a little bit messier, and uh, don't pick up after themselves because they think someone else is going to. Uh, uh, is going to uh, do that. It's harder when it's just you. Uh, if it's just you and you drop something in your home, yes, you pick it up because you say otherwise it just stays there. So I, I don't know. I, I to me, I don't know that uh, homeowners are any more uh, any more responsible uh, or necessarily any uh, less responsible uh, than uh, renters or vice versa. Uh, that's just that's just my take on it anyway. Sure. But uh, uh, getting back to the issue of an HOA putting restrictions in place, uh, what are some of the areas you counsel a client to remember before moving ahead with uh, some sort of uh, restriction or prohibition? So speaking still of rentals, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So some of the important issues to consider are um, whether to allow you know, some certain percentage of units to be rented out uh, to allow for flexibility in case of uh, hardship. Uh, for example, if one of the unit owners is transferred for work and it takes some time to sell their unit, um, or if they are perhaps elderly and, um, you know, need to be away from the unit for a long period of time for care. Um, you know, I've seen cases where uh, someone was in medical school and needed to move for their residency. Um, so some associations, many I think, choose to allow at least some rentals um, or even some flexibility in the discretion of the board for hardship cases like that. Yeah, it's it's always good not to uh, paint yourself in a corner like that because otherwise the HOA sometimes could be the one hurting because you create a rock and a hard place for uh, for this homeowner and now because they can't sell or something uh, something else happens and the association is the one that is uh, lacking in the the uh monthly assessments coming in because the person can't keep up mm -hmm. another factor would be that a complete prohibition of rentals um might make it harder for people to get financing uh, you know if if they're looking to sell their unit the buyer might have more trouble right. or if they themselves want to refinance Okay. Well, um, we need to take another break, but before we leave this topic of rentals next, uh, Michael, what I want to ask you when we come back is um, if uh, HOAs are going to allow for uh, rentals to take place, what are some good rental policies that should be in place in terms of uh, the kind of information that you should have uh, from uh, the perspective renter responsibilities talking about uh, how things are communicated we want to continue our discussion with attorney michael clem so don't go away you're listening to where you live on am 1280 the patriot back after this am 1280 the patriot Many financial services companies say they're unique. Thrive in Financial blends faith, finances, and generosity, helping Christians be wise with money and live generously. With a full range of financial products, we'll help you connect your faith and finances. Have a conversation about money with Carol Woods, your local financial representative, at 952-658-8753. Licensed agent producer of Thrive in Financial, marketing name for Thrive in Financial, for Lutheran's registered representative of Thrive in Investment Management, Inc., private.com, slash disclosures. There is only one skin rejuvenation clinic in Minnesota. 
step. Only physicians provide the advanced laser and injectable treatments. Established in 2004, Skin Rejuvenation Clinic of Edina has been nationally recognized for their outstanding results. This clinic has the most body contouring and fat reduction options in the state. You can also choose treatments that erase or improve the signs of aging. Set up your free consultation with a physician. There is only one Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-222-2500. Or online at newconceptsgroup.com. Newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan here with my guest co-host Michael Clem from Helmuth and Johnson, broadcasting from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is brought to you by Extreme Exteriors and Bartlett Tree Experts. You know uh, the folks at Bartlett—they really are the total nerds of tree care. They really are experts in every sense of the word. Did you know at Bartlett, they have a 350-acre research lab in Arboretum. Not only are their PhDs constantly developing new techniques and treatments in tree care, but they also provide the support and training to all their field technicians so you get the best care possible. Bartlett's inventory management plans using ArborScope are the best in the business. Now, with a comprehensive understanding of the value, condition, and needs of your trees combined with Bartlett's expertise, it means you get your most out of your dollar when using them. Please give them a call, won't you, at 763-253-8733 and tell them Gene sent you. I want to welcome back uh, my guest co-host, Michael Clem. Michael, we've been talking about uh, rentals, and a question I had uh, as we were leaving the last segment um, what are some things that you counsel clients that they need to remember for good policies to have good controls with rentals? What kind of, uh, what does that look like? Do you know, a couple of things come to mind. Uh, first would be to uh, either recommend or require that the unit owner conduct a background check regarding tenants before leasing the unit. Um, but that is not to say that the board should themselves be involved in the screening process. Um, I advise against that. Yes, uh, that, uh, and uh, I, I would agree with you 100%, and, and uh, share the reason why. 
Um, essentially, when uh, someone, a person, or an entity gets involved in making a screening decision, there's potential liability um, for screening someone uh, based on a protected characteristic. Um, you know, race, for example, would be the most obvious mm -hmm. one. Um, but it is a rather technical field, and sometimes there's intentional discrimination, but other times there's accidental or unintentional uh, discrimination that has an effect on a protected class. Uh, for example, uh, a recent hot topic has been uh, screening based on criminal uh, history mm -hmm. uh, or criminal background, and um, that is a very um, sensitive area <laughs> in which there are certain uh, ways that criminal background screening can lead to liability for the uh, disparate impact. Well, yes, and, and that that's the whole issue that uh, HUD has. It's called uh, disparate uh, impact, and that is that uh, if uh, even though there it wasn't intended intentionally uh, to discriminate, but if this is something that happens to a protected class more than someone else, people could say that is a uh, that is a rule that is put in place that has the ability to discriminate, and therefore, uh, even though it was unintentional, uh, a lot of times they get settled anyway, but it ends up costing the association lots of money, doesn't it? Right. It, it sure can. Yeah. So another recommendation that comes to mind, um, in addition to having the owners conduct a background check, um, is to require in the rental restrictions that the lease has to contain a provision stating that it is subject to the association's governing documents, and that if the tenant violates those governing documents, it's considered a violation of the lease itself. Um, and in that way, um, if a tenant repeatedly violates the association's uh, rules and regulations or covenants, um, then the landlord could take, take action um, to help them move along to a place that might be, might be a better spot for them to live if they don't want to live under that um, you know, set of rules. And and that's and that's important because uh, you're right. Uh, I think uh, we've talked about this a lot on the show when it comes to rentals and being in housing court. There is a huge onus placed on the landlord or the property management company in proving that someone has indeed uh, done enough to warrant uh, being uh, being uh, evicted from the the home. And so uh, a lot of times. When you have some issues, it's just a he said, she said kind of thing. And so you need to try and try and, and uh, help the landlord get as much information that can be very useful to allow someone to go when it's their time to go. Right. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you would add to uh, rentals? Um, you know, those are those are the issues that come to mind immediately. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, you uh, sharing uh, about that. Um, if we can, let's uh, turn our attention to something else now, uh, Michael. And uh, I ha received a question from a listener. Let me uh, read it, and I would uh, love to get uh, your, your thoughts on it. Uh, the person said, uh, Dear Gene, I'm concerned that the board of my condo association is overstepping their authority. Let me give you several examples. Uh, first, I question the board's credibility because they don't get advice from the finance committee before spending our money. You know, the board even went ahead and made uh, the decision to send out, for example, all meeting minutes and monthly financials to everyone electronically. They didn't even get input from us before making that decision. And lastly, I think the board lacks transparency. For example, it appears uh, to be very difficult to be a renter here. They're not allowed to even attend the meetings. They have no access to communication. What can we do? What do you think about this? This is an interesting set of questions, isn't it? There, you know, Gene, I do see some inconsistency among the different, um, you know, alleged complaints there. Um, with respect to the, the first concern regarding the board uh, allegedly not obtaining input from the Finance Committee, um, under the Nonprofit Corporations Act and governing documents, um, boards do typically have the right to appoint committees 
and to receive input from them. Uh, but ultimately, the buck stops with the board. Um, they, they can rely on experts, can rely on input from committees um, to the extent that they reasonably believe that it is um, you know, reliable, good information. Um, but typically, they're not required to get input from outside sources, uh, and they're, they're able to make the decision you know, exercising their own best judgment. Yeah, I, I agree. A, a good board does get other people involved. In uh, allows uh, for other people to have input on the pro in the process, which is good. But you're right; a committee uh, works at the pleasure of the board. the The board will put it together, possibly for one specific project or idea, and after that, it could be disbanded or set aside for a while because they're not needed. Right? Right. Yeah. A I guess a caveat would be. Some association documents do provide for permanent committees. Mm -hmm. Say the declaration theoretically might say that there's a finance committee and okay. it's to be consulted. So, um, you know, for each association, they should check their own governing documents. Yes. But as a general rule, um, it's as we've discussed it here. Okay. And so, um, but uh, the the next one kind of comes to with the same idea. They said they were questioning the board's... Uh, uh, ability to make decisions on their own. And here they said uh, they didn't check the uh, committee that's in place. And then they were now complaining because they said they made a decision on how information is going to be communicated, uh, doing it electronically. Uh, but they said they didn't talk to us whether uh, uh, before they made that decision. Uh, what's wrong with that statement? So the, this is the type of decision that the board uh, we clearly have the authority to make. Um, and statutes in recent years have been revised to um, provide for communication by electronic means. So it is it is recognized in the context of an association or a nonprofit corporation as a valid means to communicate. Um, also, you know, I think of the fact that the members have the right to obtain copies of the minutes and uh, financials. Um, so the board is is being transparent. It seems to me by providing that information, um, you know, pushing that out to the owners rather than leaving the burden on the owners to come looking for it. Yeah, but if uh, but if someone said, "Hey, uh, you send it to me in my computer, and I don't check there, and I don't have a printer, uh, but I want a hard copy," uh, the the homeowner still has the right, according to state statute, to make a request uh, that. Uh, that they uh, get that information, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and how about this last item? Uh, it was kind of interesting. This person said uh, uh, they were concerned that uh, renters didn't have the uh, ability to uh, to be heard and to participate in uh, meetings of the homeowner association. So, based on the governing documents and the statutes. Uh, the owners are the own, uh, members of the association, and it's the members who have the right to attend and participate in association meetings. Um, so the, it sounds like the association is being operated properly. The association member meetings are not uh, open to the general public, typically. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it sounds like uh, this person just has, uh, has had some uh, misunderstanding. Uh, just basic misunderstanding in how an HOA uh, works. And so, uh, but uh, th yeah, these were uh, interesting questions. Thanks for answering them, uh, Michael. We've got one other um, segment to, uh, to come. And uh, what we're going to talk about next is uh, there are some new provisions in Florida state statute Defining conflicts of interest, what they are and what a board needs to do to uh, stay away from them. We're going to talk about that in uh, the final segment with my guest co-host, Michael Clem, on AM 1280 The Patriot, after these messages. AM 1280 The Patriot. 
There is only one skin rejuvenation clinic in Minnesota. Only physicians provide the advanced laser and injectable treatments. Established in 2004, Skin Rejuvenation Clinic of Edina has been nationally recognized for their outstanding results. This clinic has the most body contouring and fat reduction options in the state. You can also choose treatments that erase or improve the signs of aging. Set up your free consultation with a physician. There is only one Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. SkinRejuvenationClinic.net Hello, this is Jeannie Sigler from Extreme Exteriors. We are a trusted family-owned business that provides expert inspections and installation of roofing, siding, decks, gutters, windows, and more. For over 20 years, Extreme Exteriors has serviced single and multifamily home exteriors. Visit us on the web at xtremexteriors.com or give us a call at 763-441-1334. We're here for all your home exterior needs. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. Something is happening to the American family. Claire Kane Miller, writing in the New York Times, reports that, and I quote, marriage, which used to be the default way to form a family in the United States, regardless of income or education, has become yet another part of American life reserved for those who are most privileged, end quote. Back in the 1960s, it was the children of privilege who declared themselves independent of marriage. But as it turned out over time, those who have a greater economic investment tend to be far more conservative in terms of their actual lifestyle choices. So the more education and income one has, the argument goes, the more an individual has to lose by making bad choices. Conversely, someone with very little income and who sees very little opportunity in the future effectively has less to lose by making those same bad choices. In reality, as Brad Wilcox from the University of Virginia argues, there is a well-defined success sequence. Finish school, get married, then have kids. Breaking that success sequence is one of the most fundamental problems America now faces. I'm Albert Mowler. Setting the standard in association management. That's new concepts. Their professional staff is dedicated to top-notch customer care. This dedication has made them the leader at providing services to housing associations and homeowners. Your association may be looking for help with administration, consulting, financials, public relations, or vendor management. With over 140 years of combined experience, New Concepts is prepared to help you with all of your association needs, whatever they may be. New Concepts also offers construction, remodeling, maintenance, home staging, and real estate services. For all your association management or homeowner needs, call New Concepts. You can reach them at 952-922-2500. That's 952-922-2500 or online at newconceptsgroup.com, newconceptsgroup.com. New Concepts, setting the standard in association management and providing innovations beyond. Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here broadcasting with my guest co-host, Michael Clem from Helmuth & Johnson. We're doing so from the Mutual of Omaha Bank Studios. The show is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts and Extreme Exteriors. Before we wrap up today's show, it's time now to hear from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. The MHA Minute is brought to you once again by 24 Restore. It's the 24 Restore cost containment program that helps property managers save money while still delivering the highest quality emergency restoration services for their residents. 24 Restore's unique program includes in-house loss assistance, future loss prevention, and reduction of your overall risk and liability. For more information about this cost containment program for property managers and associations, please visit 24restore.com. That's 24restore.com. Did you know that the top reason renters do not renew their leases is not because of rent increases? The biggest complaint among renters and the most important gauge of renter satisfaction is how the management responds to maintenance requests. Responding to maintenance calls quickly and effectively makes for happy residents. Happy residents make for reduced turnover. Reduced turnover makes for better cash flow. That's just one of the hundreds, thousands of things you can learn from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association, the best, most comprehensive resource in the state for owners of everything from a duplex to hundreds of units and for townhome and condo associations as well. 
MHA holds 135 different classes each year for owners and on-site staff, including in-depth certification courses for maintenance and management professionals. In fact, the most widely recognized certifications for apartment industry professionals across the United States were designed right here in Minnesota by MHA. Find out more by visiting mmha.com. That's two M's, mmha.com. Now, uh, of course, uh, with my uh, guest co-host Michael Clem, we're also uh, colleagues together on the Legislative Action Committee uh, with uh, CAI, Community Associations Institute, here in Minnesota, dealing with uh, uh, the uh, statutory law here, what uh, happens uh, at the state capitol each and every year. Uh, but we also keep an eye out uh, for what's happening around the country, too. And, uh, Michael, it always seems to be the case that uh, Florida, uh, by and large, they can they can come up with uh, more legislation that appears to be necessary each and every year than just about any other place. They had, uh, this last year alone, 60 pieces of legislation that dealt with uh, HOA law that uh, was written and went into effect. You know, Gene, I I think that the (laughs) CAI Legislative Action Committee for Florida must just about be full-time. We haven't reached out to ask, but, boy, that'd be a lot of work. It it, it really would be, yes. Well, here's some things uh, they want to deal with. uh, uh, they wanted to define better conflicts of interest, uh, and and I appreciate uh, and I appreciate the uh, uh, the thought. Um, some of the ideas I think uh, could be very good here. Some of them I, I don't know if they're uh, have been uh, completely thought out. I'd like to get your opinion on them as we kind of go through here. There were eight new provisions. Um, it uh, there is one here. Uh, let me just uh, pull one out, and it says that uh, there's a, a law now that says that an association may not hire an attorney who also represents the management company of the association. So my take on that is that it's completely unnecessary because every law, um, I'm sorry, every state uh, regulates attorneys through rules of professional conduct, and there's very specific rules that address conflicts of interest and in what situations a law firm can represent, um, you know, parties and what happens if there's a potential conflict between two clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm confident that this is already covered under Florida law as to in what circumstances it would be appropriate or inappropriate for a law firm to represent both a management company and an association. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would vote no against this item. Yeah, I, I would agree that it's not necessary. Um, it, uh, uh, attorneys have been very careful to disclose if there there is an issue that comes up. Number one, uh, you can uh, an attorney can do it because there's not uh, most of the issues you deal with the management company are going to be different than the association. But if they had an issue with one with the other, that's when that's when g- generally. Uh, the attorney either steps back completely from both or says to one, I can represent one, but not both. Right. Yeah, yeah. there are certain conflicts that are considered unwaivable, yeah. um, you know, where they're directly adverse, uh, for example, in litigation. Um, but there are others where a conflict can be waived or there's other situations where it's not even considered to be a conflict yeah. to represent both. Well, we've got time for one more. Interested in your thoughts on this. It says uh, uh, there's a longstanding corporate law which provides that contracts between corporations and directors with a financial interest are not void if they are fair and reasonable and the financial interest is properly disclosed. So, uh, Gene, I, I pulled up a copy of the Nonprofit Corporation Act here in yeah. Minnesota. And that actually is uh, very similar to what we have in place here. Um, basically, in that scenario, there's um, three different ways that that contract could be um, valid. Uh, the first is if the person uh, who entered into the contract with the association proves that it was fair and reasonable at the time it was made. Mm-hmm. The second would be if two-thirds of the members of the nonprofit corporation um, approve it after the director's interest is fully disclosed. Yep. And then the third way would be if the board 
after full disclosure, approves that contract. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, boy, we ran out of time. goes by so quickly. Michael, thanks for joining me uh, once again uh, here. You. Folks, that was Michael Clem with Helmuth & Johnson. Thanks once again for joining me. I hope you have a great weekend and look forward to having you tune in once again next Saturday here on Where You Live. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884, or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots, Arby's Computer Service. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Intelligent Radio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.